0: In Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Genesis chapter sixteen, in verse five. This is a, a kind of weird, different. It's not a weird passage. It's just a, it's one of those passages that is not usually super enjoyable. The story's not, especially considering that uh, Abram and Sarah make a mistake. Now, God always is able to take that which was meant for evil and make it good, but uh, they definitely make a mistake. They definitely do something that is not something of faith. And you go, is it really a mistake? And the answer is, yeah, it is a mistake. The Bible says anything that's not a faith is sin. And the reason is because we're not capable of doing anything, anything that is godly or holy. You know, we're not righteous or holy at all in any way on our own. And, and so the sin of the sin that, that comes is, is natural to us. And and when we act by faith, when we walk by faith and not by sight, that's when we're actually acting righteously and holy. And so anything that's not done mixed with faith is, is not, or anything that we do that's not born of faith, probably the best way for me to say that. Anything that we do that's not born of faith is sin. And we see that Abraham and Sarah, they Uh, figure out a plan sarah figures out a plan and abraham joins her in that to fix the problem of being childless and not having a child in the house they they figure out uh, a plan to do that and the way they're going to do it is they're going to send abraham into hagar the maidservant of sarah and they're going to uh make her his second wife and have him conceive a child with her and then they'll have a child in the house they'll have a child who's the seed of abraham and he will uh He'll be the one who becomes a great nation. The problem with that is is that's not God's plan. God did not tell them to do that. They did that on their own. They did not follow God in the situation. They, uh, They helped God in the situation. And I don't know if you know it or not, but He doesn't need our help. I don't know if you you really even realize that each and every day. On the surface, when I say it, it makes perfect sense. God does not need my... I provide little to the combination. When we, when we say God and me, what I provide to the combination is just a second person. That's it. I'm not. I'm just the other side of the and. As far as God's concerned, I bring nothing to the table that is going to supplement or compliment him in any way. The only reason I'm at the table, the only reason I'm actually walking with God, is because because He's letting me, and and because He wants me there, and because He loves me. It doesn't have anything to do with anything that's naturally innate of myself that He finds to be good or wholesome or something that I that I would add to the equation. So when they come up with this plan, when Sarah and Abram come up with this plan, what happens? They have a. She, Hagar has a son and when she has a son she is her relationship with sarah turns sour i don't know why exactly that happens i try to as a man i try to understand the female mind just as a female tries to understand the male mind it's it's not it's not that we could ever learn how to think like the other but we do need to try to figure out how to how our minds operate because they do operate totally different. Time magazine came out with a with a cover story, a well, a news breaking cover story in the late 90s, and and that cover story were men and women are different, and that that was probably one of the most obvious cover stories in human history. Absolutely, they're different, and apparently Hagar was given to Abram as a second wife by Sarah by her her mistress, and when she had it, she didn't like Sarah anymore. I don't, I really. Have have no comment on that. I don't even really know what to say about that. There's really not a lot to say about that. We're just, there we are. Sarah made a mistake. Uh, Hagar benefited from the mistake and Hagar is mad at Sarah, uh, does not like Sarah and Sarah goes to Abram. And you got to remember now, Sarah and Abram have been a uh, item. They've been a couple for a long time. They've not had any children, but they've been a couple for a long time. And, And Sarah says to him in verse five, she says to Abram, My wrong upon you. You see that word be that's added. It's actually not in the Hebrew there. It's added and it's added because it makes the sentence, the English sentence make sense more. But really, really, it's the whole idea of passing the buck. She said, my bad, but your problem. And and I love that. That, that makes me think of all kinds of things. The uniqueness and the uh, the intricacies of a relationship between a husband and wife. This seems just apropos in some ways. He says, my wrong. She says, my wrong, but it's going to be upon you. It's your problem. And he said, I gave my maid into your embrace. And I like the way she says that. I did it. And when she saw that she had conceived... I became despised in her eyes, which means the relationship was broken and she didn't like it. She didn't like it a bit. She didn't like me anymore. She didn't like me as her mistress. And what Sarah says is, now we've got a problem. You've got an heir with her. You don't have an heir with me. And she hates me. So I don't know exactly what we're going to do. And and we go back to that phrase right at the start. In verse 5, it says, my wrong upon you and it was her wrong that she visited upon her husband. Now, that being said, it was his wrong too because he joined her in. He has just as much blame. Men try to, every time, lay it off on the wife, especially when we talk about the Garden of Eden, but this is just exactly the same situation the wife is the one who was who was tempted. The wife is the one who decided she would sin. But the husband just ran headlong with her into the middle of it. And that's exactly what happened here. Abraham could at any point in time, at any point in time, he could have said, hey, hey, hey we ain't doing that. But he did. He went along with the plan. And the plan ultimately ended up in division. And from the outside looking in, we all know that was never going to work. And it didn't. It's no. Ne- it was never going to work and it's not going to work. The more you add into your intimate intimacy, the more problems you bring about. And so it says, so Abraham said to Sarah, Abraham said to Sarah, indeed, your maid is in your hand Do to her as you please. Now that is not a wise decision. She just told you that Hagar hates her and that, that it's his problem. And he said, just do what you think's best. Now, that is not a peacemaker, that is not leadership, that is not something that, uh, that's not a decision that's going to help the situation. That's not going to fix the problem. And, instead of, and, and listen, it's not like Abram, Abram's not a leader, he's a leader. We know he is a man of influence, respect, power, he's able to lead, he's able to feed kings, multiple kings in battle, who just right before that had defeated multiple kings that he'd lived around, he he is a man of influence and leadership, and he advocate he has been advocating, abdu- abdicating easy for me to say he's been abdicating his leadership for a long time in this situation. In fact, he's just totally abdicated his leadership in this situation. He has just stepped aside and moved on to the other side of things, and that's exactly what that's exactly what happens. here. he advocates. He says. See, he says, okay, Sarah, you just do what you want to do. That's going to result in more problems because there is a broken relationship there and he is not mending the relationship. He's not fixing the problem. He's not settling issues in his household. And by the way, men, I'm sorry, but you have a responsibility to mend relationships and settle things in your own household. You do. And by acting, and this is how men think. We talked about not understanding how women think. Uh, men don't understand that. Women, this is how men think sometimes. They think if I shut my eyes and shut my head in the ground, eventually it will go away. And it may go away, but it may go away and turn into some big nasty monster that comes and kills you later, okay? That's not the answer. That's not the answer. And for a man, I'm just telling you, the problem doesn't go away. It just festers and gets worse. And so he's saying, listen, I'm going to just let you do what you want to in this situation, is not the answer to the situation. So we learned a couple of things. First, we learned a couple of things that women will throw it right back on you if you join them in it. And that's what happened in the first verse. And men, when it gets thrown back on them, most of the time they duck and throw the head in the ground and hope it goes away. And it's not going away. None of that is going away. It ain't going away. Okay? And so Abraham said to Sarah and died. Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarah dealt harshly with her, wow, can you imagine that? She dealt harshly with her. Two women in a fight, and one of them got the upper hand from Abram, and she took advantage of it and used it to destroy the other one. That's a story for a time immemorial, isn't it? And so he said, and he dealt harshly with her, and she fled from his presence, from her presence. So what happened was she got the power, and she went in there and acted. Ugly to Hagar in such a way that Hagar couldn't stand it anymore, and she ran. That's what happened. Um, Now, Sarah shouldn't have done that. Hagar shouldn't have hated Sarah because of the situation. She joined in, too, by the way. She she was a part of the whole situation also. And Abram, as the leader, should have took charge and should have done the things that were necessary to mend the relationship. Everybody at fault. Everybody at fault. Sarah at fault, Abraham at fault, Hagar at fault, and we got a problem now. Houston, we got a problem, and that's what's going on here. We got an issue, and what happens? So Abraham said, and she fled from her presence, all right? Now, what happens when this kind of stuff happens? There's an absence of any purpose, meaning, grace, goodness in the whole situation. Who steps in? The only one that can step in to fix the problem. God steps in. And uh, thank goodness God steps in. That that is one of those life situations where if God didn't step in, everything would have everything would have gone to ruin. And and uh, God steps in. That's who He is. He steps in and He fixes the problem. It says, "Now the angel of the Lord found her, meaning Hagar, by the spring of water in the wilderness." Notice she's in the wilderness, which is a picture of being not knowing God, being lost, but searching for God, searching for an answer. And that's what the children of Israel did. They didn't know God when they left Egypt, but they were searching for God. She's by a spring of water, which is a picture of the Holy Spirit's movement and cleansing in the situation to fix the problem. Easy pictures right there. You've got Hagar searching for God. And uh, the Holy Spirit beginning to work by the spring of the way. It says, by the spring on the way to Shur. And it says, and he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid. And he is referring to the relationship that existed before, because just because you destroy a relationship doesn't mean the relationship's gone. Just because you think the relationship's destroyed doesn't mean God can't fix the relationship. This is important principles right here, by the way, just letting you know, just because you think it's over doesn't mean it's over. God doesn't think it's over. Notice he doesn't say that you're no longer Sarai's maidservant. He says, you are still you're still in the position you were before you hadn't lost everything when you've been treated badly he said and he said Hagar Sarah's maid where have you come from and where are you going I do want you to notice this Hagar is getting Hagar is getting able to is being able to talk to Jesus the pre-incarnate Christ because that is who the angel of the Lord is this is the angel of the Lord me are out in the wilderness this is God meeting Hagar out in the wilderness. The angel of the Lord always in scripture is, is Jesus Christ preincarnate, And Hagar is getting to talk to Jesus. What a great, wonderful picture this is. He says, Sar- Sarah's maidservant, you have come, where have you come from and where are you going? What he's asking, you, asking is the same thing that he asked Adam and Eve in the garden. He's saying, where are you? And he's not saying, where are you physically? He's saying, where are you mentally? Where are you at? What's going on in your head? What's going on where you're at? Uh, where, what are you thinking? And I'm glad God asks this question a lot. What are you thinking? And and it's important, isn't it? It's important that God redirect us and figure out how to how to make us see things in a better, more complete way. It's important that God bring us to the point where we're actually figuring out what's happening in our lives and handling what's happening in our lives. And, and so he says that to her, he says, where are you going? What do you have? She said, I'm fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarah, broken relationship. He says, I'm trying to get away from the situation for running away. Doesn't fix relational problems. Y'all hear what I said? Running away does not fix relational problems. They just fester and fester. And I say that again, running away does not fix relational problems, just causes them to fester, fester. That's what's going on. She's running away. Sarah's ugly, being ugly to her. And and Abraham, I, we're not sure is, if his head's out of the sand or not. But there we are. Rough situation. God steps in. God asks the question, what are you doing? And we're getting an answer. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress. Notice, don't run from the relationship. Run to the relationship. Notice, don't run from the relationship, run to the relationship. Fix the problem. It, she said, come to some resolution, build a bridge. The angel Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Notice, she said, just because she's being ugly to, me, to you doesn't mean that you don't need to be where you're supposed to be. Go and do your part into fixing the problem. And she that's the last place she wants to be. But when God says to go and do something, that's the best place you ought to be. Sometimes God tells you to go the last place you want to be. God told, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. And he ran from it and a big fish ate him. Running from God's will and God's plan is not the answer either, okay? And just because God says stay where you're at for now doesn't mean that he means stay where you're at forever. He means that we got to do what's right right now. So that we can be in the right place later, and those principles are just really important to get in life. There, they, these are some of those life principles, those relationship principles that you can't, you can't miss, and you can't, you can't go away. And I think that that you, as you go through life, many times will feel like running away from your problems, running away from relationship issues. Remember, the relationship issues have to do with the person that you're dealing with being flawed. And that's very important so you can give them grace. The relationships issues also have to do with you being very flawed so you can give yourself some grace also, and you can give yourself some fortitude to stay in the situation until it's brought to its fullness and to its end so that God can have his full way in the situation. And that is that is ultimately how we grow. We do not grow by running. We grow by plant, by staying and planting roots where we're at. And that's uh, what's going on here with Abram. And that's what's going on here with Sarah. But that's mainly what's going on here with Hagar. Notice notice Hagar is the moving party here. Hagar is the one who who God is dealing with. Hagar is the one whose God is preparing. And when God's dealing with you about a relationship issue, He's the one who's actually working in your life. You ought to be thankful for it. You ought to be happy about it. Because when God's dealing with you, that means he is growing you. And, and that's what's happening with Hagar. He's growing her. And he's growing her for a reason because her son is a child of promise. He's not the child of promise, but he is a child of promise. And 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 so it's going to be necessary for her to be mature and be someone of importance and someone of growth and someone of maturity so that she can help her son become all that he's going to be. And that's important for you. Running from a situation does not fix the situation. Learning how to deal with the situations of life, the relationships of life, the broken relationships of life mature us. Now, I've done my fair share of running. I did it in the past. And still today, every once in a while as a man, either want to shove my head in the sand, or run from the problem. You can't run from the problem. You got to deal with the problem. You got to deal with them directly. You got to confront them. And once you've confronted them and once God's uh, mercy and grace has been showered down on the situation, usually there's resolution. Usually there's reuni- reunification. Usually there's hope in life. And that's what we're looking for, isn't it? And that what we're looking for is as a people in that what we're looking for is God's people. I, am. I hope you are too.